Welcome to the Maternal and Child Health Podcast, where we discuss maternal and child health topics and provide strategies for improving the health of Navajo families. I'm your host, Amber Rose Begay. I'm originally from Shabrak, New Mexico, where I live and work at Dinek College as a project coordinator of the Navajo Maternal and Child Health Project. I am a Navajo woman and mother of two. Hi, my name is Alyssa, and I'm a senior at Northern Arizona University majoring in public health. I am also co-host and editor for this internship. Today, we are going to talk about Navajo Project I Launch in honor of the Week of the Young Child. The reason we are discussing this topic is because the Week of the Young Child will be celebrated on April 4th through April 8th, 2022. We invite special guests Kim Key and Amanda Williams. Thank you for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and your work with Navajo Project I Launch? Uh, yeah, it's A. My name is Kimberly Key. Kim, Kim Key and Shen Nakaidene Inishle. Uh, so I'm Kimberly Key. I'm the program coordinator or program director uh, for Navo Project iLaunch, and I'm from Clagato, Arizona. And a little bit about Navo Project iLaunch before I have Amanda introduce herself. Uh, we're under the Navajo Nation Office of Special Education and Rehabilitation Services. And we're also within the Department of Dine uh, Education. Yeah, Amanda Williams Initial. I am from Saley, Arizona, and I am the developmental specialist for Navajo Project I Launch. And just to give a little bit more about what Navajo Project I launches, we're a five-year grant under the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration to promote the social-emotional wellness of young children from birth to eight years old, including pregnant women. And so our five core strategies of our grant includes screening and assessment, enhanced home visiting, infant and early childhood mental health consultation, family strengthening and parent training, and lastly, the integration of behavioral health into primary care settings. And so most of our work is promotion and prevention work with some borderline intervention. And through this, we've done outreach drives, uh, we've done positive to net parenting classes, child adult screenings, providing professional development to the early childhood workforce, and supporting the early childhood system, as well as on continuing to build partnership and collaborations with other early childhood programs and providers. So that's a little bit more about iLaunch. Awesome. It's nice to have you both join us and have you part of our series on maternal and child health. Can you tell us what the Week of the Young Child is about? So the Week of the Young Child, uh, it started in 1971, so it was established by the National Association for the Education of Young Children. And it basically the National Association for the Education of Young Children. It's a long name. <laughs> uh, it's an organization to promote high quality early learning for all young children birth to age eight. And so during this week, um, this week is designated as the Week of the Young Child. It's a national uh, annual celebration 
And the purpose is to really gain public attention on the needs of young children and their families, as well as recognizing those early childhood programs and services uh, that meet the needs of the young children and families. And so every year, the National Association for Education of Young Children, they establish the week of the young child dates. So it usually starts on a Saturday and ends on a Friday. And it's up to the local communities and nationwide to coordinate events and awareness about the importance of early childhood. And so every year, Navajo Nation early childhood programs and organizations uh, try to celebrate this week through community events, uh, proclamation signings, radio forums, and more to spread awareness about the importance of early childhood and highlight programs and organizations in the community that serve young children and their families. And due to the pandemic, this has been difficult uh, these past two years. I believe in the year 2020, there wasn't a celebration. Uh, last year, we had to be really creative in how we uh, did the events. Uh, most of the events were virtual and drive-through events. And this year, um, it's still continuing to be virtual with one in-person event. So slowly making our way back into those community celebrations. Um, thank you for going into detail with that. So you mentioned that it's like a lot of community involvement with activities. How do you get moms and families to get involved in the weekend of the young child activities? Uh, they can join the virtual events taking place. So each day of the week is themed Monday through Friday. Um, so with Wednesday being our only in-person event. So this year we have Music Monday which the intent is to highlight the Diné youth and community members by sharing uh, traditional songs or stories. And this year we have uh, Miss Navajo Nation, Niagara Rockbridge as our MC, and we have some exciting um, speak our uh, singers and uh, storytellers. And for Tasty Tuesday, uh, we have the Growing and Beauty Home Visiting Program uh, presenting nutritious recipes that they that families can do at home with their young children and really promoting um, early childhood nutrition. And Wednesday is our Work Together Wednesday, which is the in-person event. And so we invited early childhood programs and organizations to come out and set up booths uh, to be a part of the proclamation signing, which um, the Navajo Nation president and vice president will be present uh, to give their address and do the signing, uh, along with First Lady Nez and Second Lady Lizer. Um, and then really just getting together to celebrate the community. We want to give out um, raffle prizes, uh, give out information about early childhood programs, uh, do child developmental screenings, and more. And then Thursday is our Artsy Thursday, and it is virtual, and it'll be done. Or this will be hosted by the Rehoboth Early Childhood Center, and they'll be fe featuring activities that families can do with their young children at home um, using the, new, the new University of New Mexico's Everyday Junk is what it's called. Uh, really just uh, recipes on how to make different acti or make different um, activities at home with their children. And then Friday is our family Friday. Um, and that is the Navajo Nation Early Childhood Speaker Series. And this series is hosted once a month. And for this um, in particular month in April for the week of the young child, 
we really wanted to hone on the importance of ge. And so our guest speakers are going to be Kenneth Begay. Uh, he's a traditional practitioner with the Division of Behavioral and Mental Health Services. And then also Ruby Frank from the Navajo Nation Peacemaking Program. Uh, so basically, and if families aren't able to attend virtually or in, uh, in person, uh, they can make time to reflect and make quality time with their children during this week. Because oftentimes, most people think early childhood learning starts when children enter preschool or kindergarten, but it really starts in the womb. Um, and then traditionally speaking, in our Diné culture, it even starts with ourselves before we become parents, really ensuring that we're healthy and balanced um, before we decide to have children. And oftentimes, um, we don't get that, we don't get those teachings till later in life. Um, so to continue those teachings, just being, being, having some time to really make, make time for your children, sit down with them, talk with them, share songs, share stories, um, doing activities, or even just including them in your day, because oftentimes our days are very, are very hectic and we forget to slow down ourselves. Thank you. It sounds like a fun week of activities. I know my daughter and I participated in Music Monday previously when she was a little bit more <laughs> what, excited to like sing and do all that um, kind of like show her talents. Now she's a little bit more shy. So <laughs> it's kind of hard like telling her, let's go sing again. And she gets a little shy and thinking about what people might think. <laughs> But it's awesome. And her school is very active in um, teaching them. Um, she goes to Dream Dinesh in Shabrak. Um, and so they learn a lot of stories and the songs and the teachings behind them. And it's really um, awesome. I hope they get to participate this Monday or this coming Monday. Um, so how do you promote the Week of the Young Child? So we promote Week of the Young Child in a variety of ways. Um, a huge help has been the use of social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, and similar platforms. We've been really fortunate to grow a huge amount of awareness on our Facebook iLaunch page. And so just um, raising awareness through the different co collaborations with other early childhood programs that also share our events on their pages has been a great way to get our word out there and sharing even other programs on our page. And so that's been a really big help, especially since we are still in this pandemic and we can't necessarily network the way we used to. And another big way that we have been able to promote Week of the Young Child is sharing at our Navajo Nation Early Childhood Collaborative meetings. And those are held monthly and they are virtual. And so we are really trying to build that healthy system of early childhood education and um, care on the Navajo Nation. So that's one way that we are able to partner with different programs across the Navajo Nation. And then we also partner with First Things First and they work with KTNN to provide different ad announcements. And so they share the upcoming events throughout the week. And yeah, and so just definitely First Things First. And so if you're on KTNN, you'll definitely be able to hear a lot of those announcements and ad advertisements for each day. So just like Kim said, Music Monday, AC Tuesday, Artsy Thursday, and so on. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like social media is a big help now because so many people are on it. So it's just such a widespread 
a way to get things out. Do you have any Navajo cultural stories on childhood development that you'd like to share? I don't have any particular stories, but uh, definitely traditional teachings around early childhood and basically across indigenous cultures. uh, We all view children as sacred beings and they hold special teachings and knowledge, even just starting in the womb or even before that, before um, when two people get together and think of having children, they're already um, putting that mindset into those individuals of what they need to change or what how they need to develop before they even become parents and really starts to make some of those changes within themselves too as well. Um, and then within our dinner culture, children are celebrated through the first laugh ceremony. Um, I know a lot of people are afraid to make children laugh, <laughs> make the infants laugh. Um, if oftentimes everyone asks have they laughed yet and then uh, they usually pass them back to their to their uh, caregivers if they haven't laughed yet but it's really um, an honor to make a a child laugh I've made um, two of my uh, nieces laugh and just to see them grow um, my niece that I made laugh uh, recent or a couple of years ago and now she had her Kinalda ceremony and just to see her growth and seeing her grow as a young lady and as the, the first laugh teachings goes, is that they share a part of you, they, they, they um, take on some of your characteristics, your personality. And so I'm like, I look at her and I'm proud of her and I often there to encourage her and just to see how she has grown into a, a nice young lady. And so um, those are some of the teachings and same goes for uh, the male in in our culture, they also have um, sacred teachings and going through their own puberty ceremonies. Some of that is not practiced too much now, um, but I know that in some areas it's still being practiced. And also even uh, while mothers are um, pregnant, uh, having the hajonjit done, which is the blessing way ceremony, just to really get prepared for baby uh, with good thoughts, good blessings, um, as a baby, you're welcoming baby into the world. And so there's a ton of traditional teachings um, and stories and some stories that that we need to be sure that we only share during the winter time too, as well. So having reverence for uh, those traditional stories. And one thing I wanted to really emphasize is that children are like seeds um, and really We want to help those seeds grow. We want them to have strong roots. And how do we do that? It's not just only the family, uh, the nuclear family, like mom, dad, caregivers, sisters, brothers, but it's also the extended families, our aunties, our uncles, our grandparents, our masanas, our chays, our nullies. And then it also extends out also into the community as well, community um, raising the children and because that's our environment that we live in. And it can also extend out into uh, mother, mother earth as being another teaching uh, to our children and how we grow. And basically as much attention and love and nurturing we give to them, they can grow to be the tallest corn stalks, healthiest corn uh, that we develop and just to see them grow. And then just like all the the plants that grow out there, there's things that you have to avoid, such as uh, the weeds that are growing beside it, 
um, the, the weather, you have to take care of them during really rocky weather. How do you nurture them back to be healthy? So just thinking children, thinking of children as a plant and how do you nurture it? How do you protect them? How do you keep them growing to be uh, their best selves uh, as they grow into adults as well? I think Kim did a really good job covering it. I know that it does take a lot. It takes a whole community to really raise a healthy and successful child. And I feel that we're starting to really regain that knowledge and those teachings as we move forward and kind of getting out of this pandemic. And so really taking that back and really trying to reclaim community and really seeing that it's not just the nuclear family, like Kim said, it's everyone around us. It's our early childhood providers, it's the families, it's the stakeholders, it's the government, and really taking responsibility for that. And so I just really think that just thinking about it, and it's not just the child, when it comes to early childhood, it is all those different dynamics that go into it as well. Thank you for sharing. Um, So uh, my family wasn't, you know, very traditional growing up. I remember I, I know I had my first laugh party. Um, my cousin made me laugh. Um, and then also with my two kids, um, they had their first laugh, um, parties, should I say. Um, and so that was like something that we could like easily kind of take part in, but you know, it's, it's nice to see that other families joining in. Like when I do hear of, um, stories of other families and how they all, you know, participate in getting the ceremony, um, things together and then um, getting it done. And it's really awesome to hear. Um, so the next question, where can people learn more about Navajo Project iLaunch? You can learn more about uh, Navajo Project iLaunch on our Facebook page. That's where we do a lot of our posting of events, um, raising awareness, and just letting the community know what's going on. We, we, when we have our positive dinner parenting classes, we also post them there or any um, trainings or workforce development happenings that are going on, um, we most definitely post them on the Naval Project iLaunch Facebook page and also our Instagram. But if you really want to ask us questions or if you have anything that you want to know more about, um, you can definitely email, email us at projectlaunch at nndode.org or you can call us at 928-871-6338. And if you want to get a little bit more specific, um, we're a mighty small team of four. And so you can definitely email any of us and um, we'll try to get back to you and get any resources or any information that you're looking for. Thank you for sharing that. So we are all done with our questions. So we want to thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and all the valuable information you provided. Yes, thank you. No problem. (laughs) And yeah, and if any of you are interested, we do have, like I said, our Navajo Nation Early Childhood Collaborative meetings that are held monthly. And so those meetings are really focused on creating a healthy early childhood system on the Navajo Nation. And so we have programs, families, providers, stakeholders, parents, caregivers, um, all joining us um, once a month. And that is on the second Friday of every month. And so we share announcements, news about early childhood, and really any helpful resources to really bridge those gaps throughout the Navajo Nation when it comes to early childhood resources and programs. And so if you're interested about and learning more about that, you can definitely give us an email, like I said, at projectlaunch at nndode.org. And our next one coming up is April 8th at 9 a.m. And they are 
right now held virtually. So it doesn't matter where you are. <laughs> Thank you. And I participate in those. I learned so much from them. <laughs> you know, being a maternal and child health project, it's hard to like know everything that's going on. So that's why I'm so glad you guys have the collaborative. That way I know what's going on in like early childhood health and education. So that's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us and thinking mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Thank you both. Thanks for listening to the MCH podcast. For more information about the Navajo MCH project, please visit us on Facebook at the Navajo Maternal and Child Health Project at Diné College.